This is a podcast from Your Dubai 92. Hey, it's George and Kitch. Welcome to our Best Bits of the Week podcast. Week six, would you believe? Yeah, we've improved this week now with jokes. We're actually, <laughs> we're actually getting a bit better at the whole thing. Now, what we like to do is we like to give you a bit of a refresher, a recap. Uh, for a lot of people who listen overseas, who can't uh, listen to us live, uh, we like to give you the best bits of the show. This week, we worked from the home of a bona fide Hollywood celebrity. Yo, Mr. Slay Stallone, man. What more could you want, right? Also, we found the link, because they are there, between Cuckoo's and Lady Gaga and Badminton and Barbara Streisand. And we also uh, speak to uh, one of our friends here from one of the Bollywood stations at the Arabian Radio Network and got an emotional reaction to some unbelievably sad Bollywood news from this week. And, of course, our test on a knowledge of the week's news from News Nadia. Enjoy and remember to keep in touch. It's breakfast at Dubai92.com. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. We're having a new feature now, an inspirational moment, where we're going to tell you a quote each day from the approved list from producer Roger and then discuss... And this morning I have gone with the Greek poet Sophocles, as usual, standard George. And the quote is this. Hang on, hang on. Why is that standard George? It was a joke. Oh, sorry. My bad. Very rarely, if ever, quote Sophocles. I was like, you've never never gone with it before. And I was going, (laughs) have I been asleep in these meetings? Sorry. Play on, as it were, George. Now, that is a standard. (laughs) Here we go with the quote. One who knows how to show and to accept kindness will be a friend better than any possession. And for me, something that reminded me of that over the weekend, I want to focus on the showing kindness bit. Now, I spoke to one of my best friends yesterday. It was what would have been her 40th birthday, but we're going to shelve the 40th okay. for, for the foreseeable. So it sure. was her birthday, big birthday. And uh, we're just having a chat about things. And she said, I feel really bad. She's back in the UK. I feel really bad that I haven't volunteered for the NHS. So, but you're working full time from home and you have a small child who you are homeschooling. Plus, you have your mother and your husband living with you. You're fairly busy. And I thought, hang on a minute. The thing that you would be volunteering for, you're actually doing anyway. You're getting deliveries from the people on your street. You're checking on them. You're making sure they're okay. You're basically coordinating without having to involve anyone in admin. You just don't realise that you're being good. I think there's loads of people around the world doing stuff at the moment. Not to brag about it, not to put it on Instagram, but just to do the right thing and just be kind to people. And they don't want any recognition for it. That's what I'd like to bring to the table this morning. So that's what Sophocles... What's his name? Sophocles. Sophocles says. Essentially, yeah, but also accepting kindness. Well, I think that's the more important thing. Go through it again. One who knows how to show and to accept kindness will be a friend better than any possession. Basically saying is just give a bit and take a bit back and it's all good. For example, if someone gives you a compliment, don't argue them. Just say thank you. It took me a long time to work out how to do that. I it's mean, much I was, better though, isn't it? I was inundated with compliments all through my 20s. Every day Bassing they were coming. Off. And I was like, no, no, I was putting it down. It was actually quite rude. You need to just go, thank you. And now you've got that system of taking a number to give you a compliment. It's so much easier. Yeah, I know. Now I'm craving compliments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any anywhere. What those days back. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. What would your ideal lockdown pet be? Now, this isn't just for the lockdown, of course. You're keeping it for life. I'd However. go the dog, but I'd go the small dog. Small dog. Now, I go the small dog. I like big dogs. I like small dogs. But I think that in isolation, a small dog is just going to cope a lot more than a big dog that needs a lot of walking. And this is in the current place that you live? Yep. And I'd go the female. 
mm-hmm. if I could, because I, I tend to find the females can hold it in a bit better than the boy dogs. So I'm with you. Especially in apartment living. Okay. And the small dogs, they can cuddle up on the, you know, get in between your legs when you watch a movie on the blanket. You know, it'd just be so much fun. Either that or a bearded dragon, really. <laughs> for, for the hugs. It's cool. Yeah, they are pretty cool, actually. How about you, George? Well, I mean, as you know, I've mentioned it before, I do want a dog. However, I think in this instance, the house rabbit. What? Yeah, because they're really fluffy, they're really cute, they're super chilled, they don't need anything. Like, the house to them is huge. I'm talking about my one-bedroom apartment, which to them's a house, it's massive. Do they stay in the cage? No, they can just jump around, they can... they can be with you on the sofa, and they've got... I imagine it works much like the house cat, with I lo- the, you know, practicalities. I love the rabbit because... Growing up, most rabbits I've seen have been of the chocolate variety. And when you see a real rabbit actually hop, it's yeah. an ama- they go, wow, they do really hop like that. Look at you doing rabbit things. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's not just something I've seen on Easter cards. No, they are real. Like It's not like the unicorn. No. That doesn't come as a surprise, no? No, no, we no don't it doesn't come to... as a surprise. Okay. Well, I mean, not, not unless you're from Scotland. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. And now I'm going to share with you the film I watched, which was weird. And if I'd have read the synopsis first, I would have known that. I'm just going to briefly read this to you before I give you a little bit of a clip. (laughs) The Lobster is a 2015 absurdist dystopian black comedy. Gosh, it's weird. And the dog? My brother, he was here a couple of years ago, but he didn't make it. Did you read the leaflet? Yes, I did. As you understand from your brother's experience, if you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here, you'll turn into an animal. That's the premise that it starts on. You've got Colin Farrell and Olivia Colman. It's a good cast. It's a good cast, but let's be honest. Whenever you see a black comedy, that's the excuse that someone gives a film for not being funny. The first half I found very funny, second half less so. I was a bit confused and quite frankly sad. It just made me a bit sad. So if you are single, you've got to go into the hotel. You've got 45 days to fall in love and get married. There's a lot of game shows based on this now. And if you fail, you get turned into an animal of your choice. Colin Farrell, before he goes in, chooses the lobster. But then he ends up with the loners in the woods and that's where it gets... Really very weird. Producer Roger's seen this as well. I have, and I must have been in the right mood because I remember at the time I thought, oh, this is right up my street. But I can't remember how it ended now. Very weird. I won't give it away, but like I say, well, it started off very, very funny. Um, it's quite a quiet taste probably. But then, yeah, it just, you know, one of those films just finished. And you're like, oh, we're done then, are we? Right. I'll go and do something else then, will I? <laughs> yeah. We all, we've all had those. Yeah, I think at the moment, if you want dystopian, go for Black Mirror. Time for some good stuff. Yeah, I watched the, the classic, this is the old, the age-old nature versus nurture. What is it? Is it the environment upon which someone was born in? Or was it just their natural instincts that drew them to be extremely successful? I went back to the 1983 classic featuring Dan Aykroyd and a very, very young Eddie Murphy, where there was Mortimer and Randolph, the two billionaires who each decided that they were going to, each decided to have a little bet. Pay up, Mortimer. I've won the bet. Here, one dollar. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Perfectly useless psychopath like Valentine and turned him into a successful executive. And during the same time, we turned an honest, hard-working man 
into a violently deranged would-be killer. I think it still stands up today, even though you can tell... washing their hands. Well, yeah, very true. But even though films have a different pace to it, you know, you don't go straight into it. There's a lot more conversation, character development, plot development. Even when the credits appear on the screen for like the first four minutes, and that doesn't happen in movies anymore. But it's an age-old concept, and I, I think it still works in society today, Trading Places. Awesome, awesome comedy. And not a Marvel hero in sight. No, although Jamie Lee Curtis was a hero to some. <laughs> what a performance she gave in the movie. Oh, really? You have a soft spot? She's fantastic, Jamie Lee Curtis. Remarkable. Oh, look at him. He's got a little glint in his eye now. So Trading Place is your recommendation for the week. Go back and see it. If you're looking for an age-old film, a timeless film, and fun fact about Trading Places, and this is a spoiler alert. Is it really fun? It is fun fact, because uh, Randolph and Mortimer, who you heard there, who went from the billionaires, who ended up uh, going completely bust and bankrupt, have a little cameo a couple of years later in Coming to America as homeless bums on, ah, on the street. That yes. when Akeem, the Prince of Zamunda, gives some money to these, uh, you know, the homeless guys, Randolph, we're back. And they get back in business. So, Love that. So there's a little tie in there, both directed by John Landis and uh, both starring the great Eddie Murphy. Check it out. Producer Rog has watched... What have you watched? I've watched a film called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. But, but is this a comedy or is, is it an action movie? What is this? It is a comedy about comedy. And it's. I have to tell you, it's brilliant. It's a story of Doug Kenny, who was behind National Lampoon. He did it as a college magazine and then it became a national magazine and then it became an international film yeah, because you used to see National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The Christmas Vacation yeah. or Vacation. And I remember that first one with Chevy Chase, the vacation yeah. movie, was meant to be a really adult-style movie, you know, a movie like, I guess, An American Pie, but yeah. it's become a family classic. Yes. Gone against sort of his ethos. Yeah. So is this a documentary? No, it's not. It's, it's a dramatisation. And it's really, it's interesting the way they've done it. They've got, obviously, a load of the Saturday Night Live cast playing these people like Chevy Chase and uh, Bill Murray and John Belushi, all those people. And the narrator is delivered as the older version of, of this guy, Doug Kenny. But there's a twist in the tale, which you have to Google by the end. It's so interesting. Have a listen to this clip. Could you just introduce yourself? Hey, my name is Doug Kenny. I started the uh, National Lampoon. What if you say, I was the man who changed comedy forever, but I couldn't change myself? Really? <laughs> so th that's the first second of the film. That's the first thing you see is the narrator talking straight to the camera. And then by the end of the film, there's a twist in it that because I didn't know very much about the story or about Doug Kenny, you're straight onto Google to find out more about it. It's so interesting and it's really funny. It's one of those where it's just a, a joke a second and it's really good. Sold. Highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I like this. This you. sounds good. 2017. I'm going to give it 85 out of 92, but I will flag up very quickly. Don't watch it with young kids. It's, I'd say it, it's, it's a Netflix blue. film, so it's, it's not got a rating, but I'd say top end 15. It's, it's got some content in there, which is like not suitable for the kids, but it's brilliant. I might check that out. I loved it. And it's on the Netflix. It's on the Netflix. And a footnote, we mentioned a guy, uh, Joe, Joe McHale, last week. Joe McHale, yeah. Joe... He was in the, the final, the reunion episode of Tiger King. Yeah, so he's in it. He's playing Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. Who he acted with in Community. He didn't like Chevy Chase. He's playing Chevy Chase in this <laughs> film and he nails it. The performance of Chevy Chase is brilliant. You know who loves Chevy Chase? 
my mother. Oh, really? And that's her heartthrob. <laughs> no. She, she used to see. Because, you know, and then I thought, what? And then you see him back in the 70s and you're like, eh, yeah, I could see there was there was sort of a really good looking guy <laughs> next door, kind of strong chiseled jaw about him. Go on then, mum. She, oh, she goes, oh, Chevy Chase. Well, she loved John McKay on that You get it for a, for a birthday. Oh, no, she's seen enough of his movies. Foul play, if you want to see that with Goldie Horn back in the 70s, he's, he's a good-looking rooster back in that. <laughs> it's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. This week, it is my turn to assign the topic, so I give two to Kitch and two to Roger, and what they've got to do is get from the first one to the second as tenuously as they like, but as creatively, and it's got to make sense. I like this because uh, the boss is always on the phone telling us how this is his favourite segment. So By far. Are you ready for your words, guys? Yeah. Yes. Okay, for Kitch, badminton, please, to start, and you will be finishing with Barbara Streisand's cloned dogs. <laughs> Producer Roger, you will be starting with Cagoul, the ultimate winter wear. This is what you wear when you're going out in the rain in the UK. It's a lovely item of clothing. And you will be finishing, Producer Roger, on Lady Gaga's wigs. So that's... What a collection they are. Is it for today? Kitch, are you ready to I'm take ready to the go. stands? I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Badminton. Badminton is a racket sport played using rackets to hit a shuttlecock across a net. Although it may be played with larger teams, the most common forms of the game are singles, that being one player per side, and doubles, that being two players per side. The game was developed in British India from the earlier game of Battledore and Shuttlecock. European play came to be dominated by Denmark in recent times, but the game is at its most popular in Asia Asia is the Earth's largest and most populous continent, located primarily in the eastern and northern hemispheres. Asia covers an area of 44,579,000 square kilometres, which equates to about 30% of the Earth's total land area and 8.7% of the Earth's total surface area. Its 4.6 billion people, as of June 2019, constitutes for roughly 60% of the world's population. 60 is the natural number following 59 and preceding 61 for those playing along at home. Being three times 20, it is often called three score in older literature. A score being 20 is the third composite number to be the product of a squared prime and that of another prime and also the second number of the two squared by Q family in this form. A form is described in the dictionary as the shape of visual appearance or configuration of an object. There are many types of forms, such as a musical form, the generic type of composition or the structure of a particular piece. The highest selling musical form, that of being an album in the United States, with sales of 36 million, is the Eagles' greatest hits from 1971 to 75. Albums are generally available in different forms, like a digital download, but were previously available on compact disc, cassette and vinyl records at speeds of 33 and a third and 78 revolutions per minute. 78 is the age recently turned of American singer Barbara Streisand. The actress, singer, songwriter, filmmaker has won countless awards and sold 150 million records, or should I say musical forms, in her time. Recently, Babs was back in the news because her beloved dog Samantha died after 14 years. So devastated by the loss of Samantha, Barbara decided to keep that part of her alive, and that part was her DNA. So she and her doctor took some cells from inside the cheek and the skin of the tummy, and thanks to the miracle of lots of money via Gen Pets in Texas, thank you very much, Babs is now the owner of two dogs, Miss Violet and Miss Scarlet, all descendants and clones of her previous dog, Samantha. Wow. Yes! Yes! 
That was spectacular. Now, the things that really stuck out to me, the in-depth history of badminton. We had some travel in there for everyone that's currently missing it. We had the fun facts, the numbers. I mean, mind-blowing. Who knew I was a maths genius? Who knew? It's, it was more highbrow, I feel, than previous weeks have been on all other halves. I like that a lot. The Eagles were in there. Why not? And, you know, how could you score higher than by finishing with Barbara Streisand? So, for me, that is a really solid... 84 out of 92. Ooh, that could be close to the highest score. Yeah, That's an extraordinary score for Ooh. an extraordinary round, and I salute you. Producer Rog, how do you feel about following that genius? Massively intimidated, but I, it, um, I think it was high at mid-80s as well, yeah. Yeah. Very and good. You get to start with Kagul, so there's a lot to play for. And he got classic rock in there. Unbelievable. I know. Ticked <laughs> all, the bo- all the boxes. <laughs> 78 LP. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off the back of my uh, record-breaking score, what was it? Ninety-one out of ninety-two. No, was that what it was? Not quite. It was, was 84. eighty-four. Well, I was managing to link uh, badminton, the sport, which really only seems to get a run at the Olympics, and uh, Barbara Streisand cloning her dog after fourteen years to her two adorable little pups. Who doesn't? It's now producer Roger's turn. Your two words this morning were cagoule, which may need some explanation, <laughs> and you're going to head to Lady Gaga's wigs. I am. Um, are you Shall ready? Go? Yes. Here we go. The Kagool is a functional, lightweight, completely unbreathable rainproof garment sported by sweaty hikers around the world to combat light drizzle. It is also known as a Pacamac, a K-Way and a windbreaker. According to Cornwall Live, on June the 29th, 2019, former Oasis frontman Liam Gallagher took to the pyramid stage at Glastonbury Festival wearing not his usual parka in the blistering summer heat, but instead a slightly lighter and completely unexpected expected tartan cagoule. Wow. Tartan is the woven wool patterned cloth famously used to make a kilt in primarily but not exclusively Scotland and can derive the clan or the family bloodline that the wearer originates from. The naming and registration of official clan tartans began in the London Highland Society on the 8th of April 1815, so just over exactly 205 years ago this month. The 205 was produced by the French automotive manufacturers Peugeot from 1983 to 1998 and the GTI edition became legendary amongst petrol heads thanks to the countless World Rally Championship wins during this period. Car Magazine declared it the car of the year in 1990. 1990 was a vintage year for sport with the magnificent Italian 90 FIFA World Cup, Scotland's dramatic Five Nations Rugby Grand Slam, Martina Navratilova's final Wimbledon title and Buster Douglas's 10th round knockout of the meanest man on the planet and the undisputed heavyweight world champion at the time, one Iron Mike Tyson. It happened. Early morning, US time in Tokyo, Japan. Tokyo is the capital of Japan, but it has not always been. This title has also been held by the cities of Nara, Kyoto and Osaka. Really? Osaka was the capital of Japan during the 5th century and Japan's first full-scale palace, Naniwa no Miya Palace, was built in the year 650 and destroyed in 600 and 1615 sorry in 1615 Osaka is also the birthplace of Mr Aki Shirakawa sorry what was the name Aki Shirakawa 
who began styling his friend's hair from the age of 10 in Osaka. He then relocated to New York, where he developed a reputation for his vision and dexterity with wigs, with a personal collection that now stretches into the hundreds, all handmade by Aki himself. He has cornered the market in outlandish red carpet wigs for the rich and famous, and he is the man, you've guessed it, who makes Lady Gaga's wigs. That that was delightful. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I mean, I'm impressed. I've got to say, we had a spot-on explanation of the cagoule. Yes. Completely unfortunate. The Titan was in there. It was in reference to one of the Gallagher brothers. Yep, Liam. We had travel. We had history. We had the motor industry in there, sports. I'm going to have to ask you once more for the palace name, please. I knew you'd ask. Naniwa Nomiya. And for that, you get more points. Yes. Because, I mean, it was bold putting them in there twice, you know, that and the name. Absolutely amazing. Japan was in there. And then ending on such a high note with the wig maker. Mm. I mean, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm blown a bit, away. I'm a bit worried here. <laughs> it's, my, it's my record-breaking score in danger of being broken. I'm only holding on to this record for a couple of minutes. I think, actually, we're going to break a couple of things because... I'm going to have to tie you guys, 80 40 Ooh, as well. First that. time, the first time. So for both of you. Well played, sir, well played. Properly prepared and exquisitely executed. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the thoughts of Michael Jordan, if it's a tie, it doesn't matter. My name is still on the title as a record holder. <laughs> Everyone's a winner here today, you guys. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. Pandemic personalities. Yeah, now you've been mentioning this a few times. Is this the style of personality we developed, developed in a pandemic? Or is this something that's innate in all of us? This is the way that you're coping with the pandemic. Oh, wow. So your reaction Great. to it. There's three distinct camps. You have the sufferers. You have the acceptors. And you have the resistors. And what, is it, what does a sufferer do? So the sufferer, (laughs) thanks for this, there's women make up two-thirds of this type, 44% of the overall, so quite a few. They're ones that really aren't doing that well with it, just really feeling it. They're more anxious, more depressed since this all began. Six in ten are losing sleep. Um, Just uh, for a lot of them, just really stressing them out, really finding it difficult to cope with it. Slightly larger than that is the acceptors who are likely to be older in age. They're accepting sort of the new normal for the moment and adjusting to the new way of life. They're less likely to feel anxious or depressed. They're not really losing any sleep or arguing or anything like that. They're just getting on with it. And then there's the resistors. That are like there's no problem, nothing. I'm just going to wander outside with no protection and I'll be fine. Flouting the rules. That's a good word. Isn't it? Flouting. There's not very many of them. They tend to be younger, like early 20s and less. And they believe that too much fuss is being made about the current risks of the virus. Which one do you fall into? I think probably... Much as I hate to say it, I'm probably mainly in the sufferers because I am feeling anxious about it and I have lost a lot of sleep and find it difficult to sleep through the night. But then I'm not arguing really much or anything like that. You just get on with it, don't you, and do what you've got to do to get through the day. Well, let's keep calm. Carry keep on. calm and COVID on. I, uh, I was a sufferer massively, I think, for the first month. Yeah. I'm depressed, but I was just... Just, just banging my head against the wall. Too much time on my own. Yeah. And but I think I've I, I've worked through that, and I think I've become 
an acceptor. I've come through the other side. I think I'm getting there. It's just the sleep. I just want to sleep without waking up. That would be lovely. Yeah, that would be nice. It'd be really nice. I'll stop having it? 19, you know, caffeinated drinks at uh, 10.30 at night. I will have you know, I have cut down to two a day. Oh, really? Yes, just two intakes of caffeine. So it's not me that's to blame. It's COVID-19 and hopefully Tom Hanks will come and save us all and it'll be fine. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. Oasis have released a brand new song. The Gallagher brothers from Manchester who are known, Noel and Liam, for despising each other, to put it lightly. Because Noel is whatever Liam's called him on Twitter and vice versa. Hate each other. Well, they've released a song. It's not a new song. It's a leftover song. They think was developed around the time of the 2005 album Don't Believe the Truth. This wasn't really a big album. It had songs like The Importance of Being Idle. I love that. The video, amazing. And this is a song which, ironically, uh, Noel has said he was just cleaning out the back shed, like we've all been doing, (laughs) and he just came across a CD of an Oasis song that was left behind. So from Oasis from 2005, this is the single called Don't Stop. Released four hours ago. No DNA tested needed. That sounds like an Oasis song. No need to work out who the father of that track is. So not newly made, but new to you. And it's probably exactly what we all need right now. What I'm wondering is how many covers of this are we going to see being done in the next 48 hours from everyone that's at home with a guitar? Is that a challenge? You asked me. You asked me to do my version. To everyone who lives around kids in the marina, I do apologise. Don't stop believing. Available on your Instagram this afternoon. Don't stop. Hashtag balcony's got talent. Uh, If you want to check it out, it is the Oasis song. Don't stop. Download it wherever you uh, illegally download all your good songs at the moment because it's not currently for sale. It sounds like it's a bit fateful to be found at the moment. Do you know what I mean? With the lyrics and everything. It's what we need right now. Thank you, Oasis. Maybe they just. No, they won't be nice to each other for a day. What am I talking about? George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. And I'm so excited about today because. Producer Roger has hooked up one of the greatest movie stars in history. He went from an unemployed bum to writing a screenplay. Roger? <laughs> yeah, we didn't know, realise this. But it ended you up know, winning... You know he doesn't actually officially work here. He just turns up every day. Makes sense when you consider the work he puts out. Nevertheless, the home we're working from today, I mean, a bona fide celebrity. He won the best picture in 1977, beating all the president's men with Rocky. The blockbusters over the years, there was the Rambo movies, the Rocky movies, there was Stop or My Mum Will Shoot with Estelle Getty. And he's joining us this morning. This is unbelievable. I'm so excited that Mr. Sylvester Stallone is going to be joining us this morning. So, I'm excited. Good morning, Sylvester Stallone. Here we go. Hey, Sly, great to meet you. I've been a fan for so long. There is no hey. It's yo. 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 Yo! 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 Yes. I guess that's kind of right. You know, Sly, Sly, we were having a bit of a chat to your uh, your people, and they were saying earlier that you're a bit down at the moment. Is is that okay? Are you all right? I just wish, you know, the world was one big passive ball of happiness, but it isn't, so... Well, look on the bright side, Sly. Life will get back to normal. It will. But isn't it just nice for a bit to be at home, you know, having to work hard on set, doing stunts, hours in makeup, and just live life like a normal civilian for a little bit? For me to be your life is nothing. 
<laughs> Sly. Easy, mate. Easy. Just, 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 just cut back on the caffeine. While you're here, is there anything that we could do to cheer you up? Anything possible? Arm wrestling. Arm wrestling with you? Come on, we've got no chance against you. There can be great glory and, and losing too. I don't know if they can be, right? But, I mean, look at my skinny arms. I, I was those stick arms when I was a kid. These, you could snap these in half if you want to. I sure hope so. Well, that's not really nice, though, is it, Sly? How about we just, we could go for a nice drive or something? I could drive a tank. <laughs> relax. <laughs> Sly, relax, mate. It's not really going to work with us either. I mean, the whole idea was... Uh, we asked you to come over. Why did you ask us to come over to your house? You asked me. I didn't ask you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think maybe we should wrap it up. Uh, this interview is over. Nothing is over. Nothing. <laughs> Sly, what is wrong with you, buddy? Sly, quick, George, let's wrap this up. Sly, let's get out of here. Something is going wrong. Sylvester Stallone, thanks for working from your home this morning. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. It's a time when everyone's got a heightened sense of anxiety. People are a little bit on edge. We were just, during the song, pontificating about our own individual meltdowns that we've had in recent times. So are you talking about? Not <laughs> about me, what's not been going on. So today's inspirational quote actually comes from a playwright and a poet. I haven't gone down the Gandhi path or the Socrates path. I've actually gone through... Tennessee Williams. Nice. Okay. American playwright known better for a streetcar named Desire and Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. Tennessee wrote, When so many people are lonely, as seem to be lonely, it would be inexcusably selfish to be lonely alone. And that leans into a stark reminder to just check up on your friends. Check up on people. Reach out. See how they're going. Yes. Because it does make a difference. Even if you don't really want to talk to someone in that moment, just that someone's checked on you. Yeah. And generally, they, if they're going through something, they might not open up at that time. But sometimes it's important to know that there is a, a bridge that's been built in communication that if something does happen and they want to lean out to you and reach over to you, it's a good thing to do. Exactly. So check on your mates, your family that are on their own. Also... Don't just assume just because someone's living with someone that everything's good and everything's fine. They might need a chat as well. 100%. Like, there might be at that point of, I can't stand your face. You just don't know. They might not be. They might be in, you know, blissful happiness. But check. Yes, yeah, so you never know. They could be lonely living with someone else. Yeah. You never know. Just but check on people. But look, it's a good point. We're all human. We're all going through this together. Reach out. We're all living the same life. It's all going to end the same way. Reach out and help each other out. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. And we welcome at this point a socially distanced visitor, Prakshit from City 1016. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Morning. How are you? It's always a pleasure to have you in, but we're getting you in this morning under some extraordinarily sad times because uh, the Bollywood film community have lost not one, but in the space of 24 hours... Two legends. Talk me yeah. through uh, these guys. Irfan Khan passed away at the age of 53, first of all. Uh, why was he so well-known and so well-regarded within the Bollywood film community? Um, you know, usually Bollywood is all about... It started off as, you know, actors playing larger-than-life roles, right? Nobody in um, India, let's say, you know, most of the population doesn't look like, you know, Salman Khan or Hrithik Roshan, who are the like Greek, you know, sculptures. Irfan Khan was a regular looking man. Mm-hmm. And as one of the other actors tweeted yesterday, it sums up for me from growing up 
not being able to afford Jurassic Park ticket to owning Jurassic World in last film. That's it, Van Khan for you. Yeah, so he so he was in that film, and he and he made that crossover from Bollywood to you know to a lot of Hollywood blockbusters: Spider Man, uh, Life of Pi, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. What a huge film that was! From not knowing English to playing a very important role in you know one of the Oscar-winning films. That's that's it, Van Khan. That's how he worked hard. That's inspirational. Inspirational, and he he was just one of the most natural actors because you know I personally also believe that bollywood is lot about acting but you know that that subtle acting was never in bollywood until irfan khan introduced it to us change the game change the game cuz you're quite a happy go lucky energetic you ain't got a great sense of humor but i can tell this today you're quite moved by these two passings aren't you especially if when you meet them dude it just it just i'll tell you something about Rishi Kapoor, who passed away today in the morning. So, so, no, so he passed away at the age of 67. He yeah. had a uh, battle with leukemia for the past couple of yeah. years. Yeah. And you saying you'd met him before as well, hadn't you? I met both of them actually, and that's why it hurts more because Irfan Khan, you know, introduced people like us to Bollywood, like people like, you know, who who are regular. He never played a larger than life role. He was just a regular man struggling with life. Rishi Kapoor, on the other hand, was. a legend and you know he never held back in this in this world where everyone is diplomatic everyone is you know trying to say the right thing on social media especially if you're an actor or if you're at that level with that kind of following he never followed the rules he always said what he felt like uh when he came to the studios of city 1016 couple of years back he screamed at me because he to- he thought i was shouting a lot <laughs> and <laughs> it just and i lost my father like at a very early age and then at that time he just gave you that feeling that oh my god like you know these legends are legends for a reason and i like a man with the courage of his convictions so a lot of people getting in touch with you today with the show to share how they're feeling cuz yeah. like kitch said you've had a really emotional reaction to this understandable it just you know you dealing with one and the other news comes in it just i don't know i don't i'm i'm at a loss of words right now just, especially at the moment when there was a lot to deal with anyway so you know to put this in perspective so we were speaking to prakashit from 1016 because uh, bollywood have lost two legendary actors this morning for someone who's not a fan of the bollywood uh, acting community in the scene can you compare this to someone from hollywood Uh, can can you give us maybe an example of a of an american actor or what this would be like and how it would affect the community oh man say like tom hanks when you say you no know, someone who's average looking who doesn't tom look hanks. like a movie star i mean but... tom hanks is is rishi kapoor okay for me i mean yeah. let's uh, imagine god forbid imagine robert de niro i understand yeah. i understand passing away yeah Just It's like we're losing Tom Hanks and Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in the same day. In the same day. Yeah, understand. Well, Prakashit, well, thanks for coming in and sharing the story about the, you know, these two heroes and two heroes of yours that you were lucky yeah. enough to meet. I'm done with 2020 now. Yeah, we all we all feel yeah. that way. And don't forget if you want to catch up more Prakashit, you can Breakfast Number 1 on City 1016 each morning from 6:00. Thanks Thank mate. you very much. Take care. George and Kitch on your Dubai 92 breakfast. Shall we get to buzzers? Yes, please. Please go first. My buzzer for today for the quiz. I was always different to my friends growing up. <laughs> Still different now. I don't, what's the deal with that? Nothing's changed. And mine. Please help. I need a chandelier. 
Well, it's just the usual. I thought you were going to say something else beginning with C-H at that point. Well, is that a chandelier just to swing from then? <laughs> yeah, because you know, I've got the normal ones, but you know, you can never have too many, can you? So desperate need of some more. It's Question the first one. Problem. Right, OK, so here we go. Um, what is the name of the UAE COVID-19 tracker app? The UK one? No, the UAE one. UAE one. Yes, the UK, yeah, the UK Please one. Please help. George. I need a chandelier. Al Hossen. Excellent stuff. Thank well, you. Well done. Well done. Oh, okay. Going yeah. strong. We're, we're on the board. We're on the board. Okay. Which celebrity hosted an Instagram charity quiz last night? Please help. I need a chandelier. Go Was it. it Tom Holland? Okay, Spider-Man. <laughs> Absolutely spot on there as well. Two from two. Does that mean George has got it? Two out of two. Depends how many questions you like. Really, three or five? Oh, five? I've got to win this. <laughs> we're going in for five then, apparently. <laughs> No competition then. Okay, right. In which emirate did police crack a major car theft operation? Please help. I was always different to my friends growing up. Charger. Oh, oh to, I was wrong. Go over, to Kitch. Over to you, Kitch. Abu Dhabi. Oh, does anybody pay any attention to anything I Sorry, say? Sorry, what? Is I someone, just got is, too right. Is someone speaking? Ashman. Ashman. I said Ashman. I was always Ashman. different to my friends growing up. Oh, Here dear, we go. I can is, still tie. This is just going horribly downhill, really. Okay, so regarding COVID-19 testing, what milestone number has the UAE passed in the number of tests it's carried out? I was always different to my friends growing up. One million. Spot on. Hey, spot on. You're not, back in! You're not reading these over my shoulder, are no, you? No, no, I'm not. Right, okay. I already read All them right. before. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. At the last official count, so not right now, at the last official count a few days ago, how many 100th birthday cards had Colonel Tom uh. received? Please help. I need a chandelier. I'm going to say 20,000, but I'm not convinced. Higher, higher. I was always different to my friends growing up. Well, I'm going to say 21,000. <laughs> Damn me. Well, isn't the closest without going over? Roger, seriously. No. No. 125,000. <laughs> I was closer. 2-2, I was closer. That was the last official count. Okay, right. Am I giving you one just as a decider now? Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know where we are, but yeah. sure. You've both got it's two, 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 two You can see he's on the edge of his chair, but he's so competitive, aren't you, kids? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, right. So, two groups of people exempt from fasting, according to the Emirates Fatwa Council. Who are they? I was always different to my friends growing up. Uh, the two, uh, they are obviously medical workers. Yes. And second would be, um, oh, children, but or police officers. Mm, it's a bit of a random guess over there, really. I'm out. You've got half a point there. It's yours for half the taking. Half a point's not what I Pregnant need. Pregnant ladies. Uh, no, it was actually COVID-19 patients. Oh, then the... Right. Those are two categories. According, for yes, extras, better, better it were. Exempt, yes. Well, that's two, two to one and a half. That makes George the victor for today. For Thank you, Nadia! George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. Well, that was this week's Best Bits. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, don't forget, we asked for your work from home experiences. Anything you've noticed about yourself that's changed over time. And we're not just talking about your waist size. Let us know. Breakfast at Dubai92.com. Uh, this is one of the messages. Hey, George and Kitch. Love the show. My husband, Wayne, has been home 24-7 for three weeks. And my dog, Rudy, has completely dumped me. It's like I don't even exist. I've written to Wayne's work to ask if they can please take him back. Even if it's just him in the office, I will be fine and Rudy will remember who I am. Thanks for the poddy from Becca. Becca, my advice, you know what? Get a new Rudy, have one each.
Sounds good to me. Hey, George and Kitch, love the show. I was procrastinating and cleaning up my desk at home yesterday, and I found a 250 dirham gift card that's redeemable online. Woo-hoo! Today just got so much better. Thanks for the laughs. Cheers, Leon. I never even find a 20 dirham note. You're looking in the wrong pockets. Yeah, I am. My pockets. Keep in touch with this breakfast at Dubai92.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from your Dubai 92. Listen live across the UAE on the Dubai 92 app at Dubai92.com or 92FM on your radio.